0: on some shit. we go zero to 100 nigga, real quick, yo, 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 what up, what up, what up, y'all, it's Kels at KMGZ on Twitter, thanks for asking Kells Podcast, I'm back, look, I want y'all to know that I love y'all, and care about y'all, because it is very late, I had, um, my schedule got thrown off, uh, today, unexpectedly, and it is very late, I have not had dinner, I've not done anything. I'm supposed to. do, That's supposed to jump on the Peloton for 20 minutes before I did I've done. I've done none of that, and I very was very tempted to not, to just push this off again. But I realized that it's been late. I, I was late, and I didn't do it last week. And I just so I'm giving y'all the podcast. I just want y'all to know, um, because I don't want y'all to have to wait. I do have. I, I I do have it. You know, I planned it out. I do have the topics, I'm just saying, I don't know how long it's gonna be, because it's late, and also, (coughs) sorry, we are in fall allergy season, and I have acquired that little tickling, scratchy cough that you get in the back of your throat that you can't quite, uh, clear out ever with that little like mucus slime in it that you get when you have fall allergies anybody has fall allergies, y'all know exactly what I'm talking about, I have that in here and so, if I get into coughing too much, we just gonna have to cut it short, okay and I don't have that much water, but we gonna try to get through this alright um, I wish I had a, what's that say, I wish I had a um oh I wish I had a yours and never too, but I, I well, I, okay. I went to see, um, last Friday, I went to bra- see this Broadway show with my crush. She don't know she my crush, and she don't listen to this, so I can just say it. Um, or maybe she, I don't know what the fuck she knows, but she I know she don't listen to this, so I can just say whatever the fuck. Um, but, it, it's called Chicken and Biscuits, and it was, it, you know, it um. This is this is what I'll say. You know, we can't keep wanting. It, it was very Tyler Perry. It's just what I'll say. I didn't really. I kind of knew what it was about, but I didn't really too much. Like I I I I googled the plot, but I didn't realize that it was so it was so churchy. It was really like very church based. Just not my thing. You know, it it's very it was very Tyler Perry I'm sure it will do very well down south. Um, but I'm just glad Black people, you know, get to make their stuff. And I mean, it wasn't bad, you know. If that's it, just wasn't necessarily my thing, you know. I, I the plot that I read, it was like it was a family drama at a funeral, and it was secrets coming out. So I'm th- I thought I was gonna get more like OWN TV, and more so than I got like, you know, Tyler Perry Network. So, but look, it was good. It did. It, there was some funny parts, um, you know. And I'm glad I went to see it and, you know, she liked it, or, you know, I don't know, she, she, I think she felt the same way I felt about it, but I just, you know, I like, I'm glad to have gotten to spend time with her. Anyway, um, and anybody listening to this, better not tell her, because if you you know what I'm talking about, just keep your mouth shut. Um, anyway, Moving on, so that'd be my my yours and negative two. If you like that type, it's, it's, it's Tyler Perry ish. It's not like a Tyler Perry play. It wasn't quite that bad. I mean, it was like a play series. It wasn't like the shit Tyler be doing, but I'm saying it was in that mode. It was a church. It was set in church, and it was very you know churchy and you know that type of deal. But it wasn't like it wasn't like a Medea type joint. But I'm saying like I, I I I think it'll do well. It'll probably do well in that circuit. Um, but the acting was it wasn't, it wasn't like, um, Chitlin Circuit type play, is what I'm trying to say, but it was in that vein, um, I, I I think it'd be the same crowd, like the same crowd that enjoys Tyler Perry plays, I think would probably go to that play and be like, oh, this is some eyebrow fancy shit, that's what I'm saying, (laughs) but it's just like the same type shit, okay, um, What I want to discuss next, um, so, this, so I'll tell y'all right now, it's gonna be heavy on TV, because I haven't been giving y'all TV in a little bit, and a lot of stuff is back now, um, so actually, let's get the non-TV stuff out of the way, that'll be easier, um, so, it's been in the news about this, um, assistant director that got killed on the set of the movie with Alec Baldwin, um all i want to say about that is a couple things um you know there's been a lot of banner back and forth all i'm gonna say as a marine who you know rifle qualified handgun qualified all of that actually the marine corps takes takes uh that's our bread and butter that's what we know for every marine is a rifleman first we're known for our shooting right we take weapons very seriously weapons safety very seriously I take that shit very seriously, right? I love guns and firearms and all that shit, but I do not play around. And anybody who is a responsible gun person does not practices gun safety. That type of incident that happened on that set, I've heard. You know, it's the armors' fault and how they. First of all, I am. I'm shocked. I had no idea that they use real bullets on movie sets, and I don't know why that's ever necessary to use real, but when we do exercises in the military, we don't use live ammunition, well, we do use live ammunition, but we're in the military not on a movie set, and we are always in a situation where that those rounds are going down, because uh, we practice firearm safety those rounds are going down uh, range There never any opportunity for anybody to get shot in the exercises that we do Why you're on a movie set with live rounds, why that's ever necessary, I don't know but apparently some say it happens, some say it doesn't, I don't know I know Brandon um, Lee died in a similar way from a prop gun, but from what I understand that, I always thought they were loaded with blanks or with slugs, apparently his was too close to his head, so I've known I know that you can get, any kind of projectile coming at you at that speed can kill you so yes, if you put even a blank if it's close enough can kill you, I'm aware of that but I did not know that they use live rounds or movie sets ever um, but I just want to say that for that, and, and 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 I'm shocked because I'm like, that's a, for a bullet to go through somebody else and kill somebody else or injured. That's that's high velocity. So I don't. That's crazy to me. Like again, I'm in Marine and and I've been in Afghanistan and been like that rarely happens, like, that's a, that's a lot of velocity for a bullet I mean, that's a movie shit, that a movie, a bullet goes through somebody and injures somebody else, like, that's a high velocity shot, um, I'm just shocked at that, period, and, you know, that lady got killed, she was very young, that's messed up, people talking about, well, they gave him, they didn't, they told him, it's really, and I feel bad for Alec Baldwin, because listen, that lady is dead, and that is a tragedy, but I can, I know that man is gonna carry that shit, for that is a horrible, horrible thing to carry, whether it was an accident, whether you meant it or not, to take to know that you killed that woman, took that woman's life, that's, I know that is gonna eat him up, and I feel really bad for him, and I really don't like, I think it's, you know, he's a victim in this too, because you know, yes, he pulled the trigger, but he's relying, he didn't he's relying on the people around him to give him a safe weapon, so should he have checked? yes, listen, that does not happen unless you're practicing poor firearm safety, I don't you treat every gun as if it is loaded, I don't give a fuck if you just saw the motherfucking next to you take every bullet racket, when you get that gun again you treat it as if it is loaded that's just what you do, that is firearm safety, when you are on the range or anywhere they will kick your ass off the range for that shit because when you don't do that that's how shit like this happens, you playing around, oh, this gun is unloaded, y'all playing around, y'all forget, you pick up the wrong run, now somebody's dead, like, you just do not do that, you treat every gun as if it's loaded, you keep your finger off the trigger until you're ready to fire, you don't aim it at nobody until you're ready to fire, it's just... If you are pro- if you are practicing proper firearms say regardless if you a stunt man, a prop. See, that's the thing. People are like oh, the prop-, a prop guy. Just because you do props, that doesn't mean that you're pra- that you're a firearms person. That's two different things. A, a prop guy, a firearms guy, is never going to have a loaded weapon laying on set for anybody to grab. If if we're dealing with loaded weapons, that firearms instructor, is going to have that loaded weapon in his possession at all times, the only time it's going to be go to somebody else, is when it's time to go to somebody else, he's going to hand it to them, he's going to show them it's loaded he's going to say this is a live weapon nobody, again, nobody will be in a position downrange to get hit by that round, that's just basic, so, the only way something like this happens is if you're not practicing firearm safety, so all this talk about, well, it had a gun, it had a round, it didn't have a round, oh, well, the, the armor said it, it, no, you're not practicing fi- proper firearm, that that never happens, you never, you should never, I don't give a fuck if you, if apparently they had the gun down, and they gave it to him, they said it was clean, that's not how it works, I don't give a fuck, if Jesus Christ hands you the gun and says it's clear, proper firearm safety, when you take that weapon, you make sure for yourself that it is clear, you check the clip, you pull the rack, I can't tell you how many times you how many times people pull a clip out a gun, think it's clear, and fire off a shot, luckily most times, no people don't get shot, but sometimes they do, because there's a round in the chamber, whenever somebody hands you a weapon, and they tell you it's clear, you do not take their word for it, you look you release the clip. You check. You rack the round. Make sure there's no round in it. You put the clip back in. Now you know that that gun, that weapon, is not loaded. And now you, and now you can operate that weapon. You do not. I don't give a fuck where you are. So soon as I heard that, I knew I was like, y'all not practicing firearm safety. That's the only way that happens. I don't care if it's the armorer, the prop guy, whoever. If they had if they hand you a loaded gun, they say loaded, fire, whatever the terms you're going to use. They hand it to you handing off, handing off loaded gun, receive loaded gun, whatever, you check, okay, ready to fire, on one, two, three, whatever it's gonna be, everybody clear, All right, fire, bang, 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 when it's done, you secure the weapon, put the weapon back on safety, hand it back to the person, or put it wherever, and then that person picks it up, make sure it's on safety, unload the weapon, that's what you do, so they were not practicing that, so that's the only way that happens, that's a shame, um, you know, and I know the I know the lady is dead, I know she's the victim but like, I just really feel bad for Alec Baldwin because I know that's, that's I know that's a burden to carry because even it's not your fault, it's not but you still, you know what I mean, like he killed the lady I know, I know that's, I know that's killing him so, you know, I hope, I hope I hope I hope he's able to get through that, but that's a lot. Like, that's a lot of guilt. That's a lot of guilt. It don't matter how many times somebody tell you it's not your fault. That's a lot of guilt. That lady had a like a husband. I know he I know he's gonna be ate up about that. So, and you know, it's just a tragedy that should not have happened. Um, what I want to do next. Um, Howard University. Y'all need y'all to ask me now, I've said on this podcast before and I'm going to reiterate it again um, I understand that Howard has always been high profile, understand there's a lot of celebrities and and, and black you know, people who are alumni of Howard and I know that Howard, but y'all it's different now, okay it's different now, when the vice president of the United States of America is, is an alumnus of your school you are on a global stage now you are on bright lights, you are right up there. these people in these other countries they don't know HBCU from nothing, they just know, hey, Howard University that's where the Vice President of the United States goes so that's on the radar now, you might as well be Harvard, Yale, whatever they know that school, so I'm sorry, Howard, but this shit y'all usually do, where y'all just keep the, the image, pristine, that's not gonna fly man, like that's not gonna fly all the money that has started coming into HBCUs generally, but y'all school specifically, simply because of all of the lights that have been shining on of it due to Kamala Harris like, y'all, listen People gonna start asking where this money. Y'all got a real endowment now. Y'all got like Harvard University type endowments now. People gonna start asking where this money comes from, and it's just unacceptable. Like I guarantee, there is no PWI. I'm, I'm. Listen, I'm not trying to start a war. Now I'm just saying. I've only never really I've only heard of, of these kind of facility problems at HBCUs. I don't get it could be the poorest, most rundown PWI. I've never heard of these dorms without air conditioning and all the type of shit I hear about it at HBCUs. Just never have. Just wanna say that. But the second I wanna say, like you cannot have students, period. And mold can kill you, mold, if I had mold in my apartment right now, the city would have to come in and clean, they would have to put me up, so that's serious shit, and for y'all to just have these, and this is, yo, this shit is, this ain't like, this ain't like, a. this is mold, like, they pulling pictures down this mold growing mushroom caps, like, it's fucking fungus growing on the back of this shit, that kind of mold, like, that's crazy, that's just years and years of just like, I mean, they got mold coming in this place, like, like, I've only seen this type of shelf with, like, stuff with, like, abandoned, you know, like, run-down neighborhoods where, like, the roof is off the house, and it done rained in there for years. That's the kind of mold they got growing in these dorms. That's crazy. You can't have that, period. Let alone, people paying tuition at Howard University on the global stage. Like, y'all, I don't know what needs to happen. Y'all might need to, listen, this old it's like you know they still operating on this. Oh well, you know we we just happy we came up from the south and got an uh, opportunity to get an education, and we sleep out in the cold if we could. Like, listen, this them days is over, nigga. It ain't 1920, 1930, That shit don't rock no more. You twenty twenty one, and the DMV. Where you got shiny ass University of Maryland, who campus looked like a goddamn space station. You got Georgetown, whose uh campus is is like historically like uh fucking one of them places, you got um, what's that school it's over in Virginia, um, that tech school, George Madison, it's a whole, it's a whole bunch of schools in that area, and y'all is the raggediest one, like, you cannot have that, I guarantee you, none of them other schools have that kind of shit, and I really don't understand because everybody knows that if you don't keep up nothing else, you keep up appearances, because that's how you get people to come to your school, when you come, like again, University of Maryland, you go up to the University of Maryland campus, it's like a goddamn space station, and when people walk through that campus, I guarantee you they're not wondering where their money went, well, i donate donated a hundred million dollars, they're not wondering, because they see the, the the um football stadium, they see the new basketball stadium, they see all this fancy shit that Maryland got on their campus, like, that. okay, you want to bring me through Howard with a 700 million dollar endowment now I think and motherfuckers is leaving uh, sleeping on tents because they they dorms got mold and rats and mice like come on man that's unacceptable y'all might have to fire some people and bring some new people in there that know how to run a first class university because that's what y'all are now whether y'all know it or not and the first thing y'all should have did when this shit all happened and that money started coming in was come up with a plan to uh, update that campus like that don't make no goddamn sense none um, and that's all I'm gonna say I'm not saying that everybody's trying to turn into different things, look, all schools have their issues, yes, but like I just said most schools have sense enough to keep up appearances so that those other issues don't bubble to the top okay, everybody loves a shiny campus, everybody loves a state-of-the-art campus yeah, maybe you got sexual assault problems maybe, the, maybe you know, the money ain't going with supposed to, maybe the finance, but less questions are asked when that campus look like it's supposed to look okay, when parents are moving, and this, listen, man, again, this is 2021, like, everybody, you know, these pe these are children of, like, accomplished people, these are children of, you know, senators, and, and heads of companies, and CEOs, and doctors, and lawyers, like, that's who graduates from these HBCUs, they know, and they bringing their kids in, and, and, you know, I'm sure they visited other schools, and, they, and it's like, you got mold in here, like, like, this is what I'm saying, like, y'all, it's like they think that nobody's supposed to know better, and honestly, look, I'ma just say this, if that was a white school, them them parents would've been there taking them kids out, and that whole campus would be empty, and this, shit would, and this shit would be on the news every goddamn day, because they would not allow this shit, like, what do you, mold will kill you, that is a serious thing, so, I don't know, Howard, y'all, y'all looking real funny in the light right now, but I know that shit ain't gonna, ain't gonna stand, y'all profile is really high now, it's different, I understand, um, Claire Huxable and Diddy and all them other, I get that, but that's different than the Vice President of the United States of America being an alumnus, and having y'all on the news in 60 minutes and everything, like, that's different, when she rolled through there, that's, that's the Vice President of the United States, it ain't, you know, you know, Black Panther, or, 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 you know, CEO of Pepsi, even, or none of that shit, that's the fucking Vice President of the United States, and y'all in Washington, D.C., like, you yeah, come on, man, and I said that, Then I tell y'all this to this podcast, I was like, I don't know if, I don't know if how we're gonna be ready for these bright lights, I don't know if they know they're coming, but they are, that's all, that's all I'm say on that, um, uh, let's see, what's left, okay, yeah, I think it's all, yep, yeah. no, 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 one more thing, um, so, excuse me, sorry, so um, Boozy done got kicked all the way off Twitter now, because I I don't know apparently Lil Nas was joking that he did a song with Boozy and it sent Boozy into a fucking homophobic tailspin and he called you the faggot and all this stuff on internet, to the point where Lil Nas' ex-father had to respond like, nigga, I'll fuck you, I'll take your head top off, don't talk to my, my my son like that, and from what I understand, from the Atlanta people, um, I guess the phrasing he used, or the words he used, or I don't know if he's known around town, but they was like, oh, that's some real nigga shit, like, that's not, he's, he's serious with what he's saying, so, um, but I just, you know, I've said it before, but like, I just, I don't, I personally, people have disagreed, oh he just hateful, like, I get that, I understand that and I get what y'all saying, like, not everybody, you know, some people are just homo, and I, I've said that, yeah, some people like, the T.I.s of the world, the little Duvalls of the world, them niggas, yeah, they just hateful and homophobic, and it's not like no repression, they just ignorant niggas but, I don't, I, little boozy, it's, that's not what he gives, little boozy, is just, he giving he giving that boy he thinks little Nas is attractive and it's stirring so- like I told y'all before I when little Nas X came home from prison I'm mean, sorry, when Lil, when Lil Boozy came home from prison and sat up there on the breakfast club and told that story about running up on um, two minutes his eyes went to, it was just way too nostalgic to me I have never really was sure if he was really talking about two other people He's talking about himself, but I've known what it was since then i have just, listen that ain't, that's, that's, that's some repressed, just he tell just the words he used, that's some repressed homosexuality, that boy that man is struggling with, and I feel like if he let it go, that's why he all shriveled up, his eyes all jaundiced like, it's, it's clear, anytime you know, it's, it's, it's never the difference the, the difference between a nigga that's just a nigga's just homophobic or just hateful, like y'all claim they, you know, they come across like T.I. calling niggas, you know, F words, and, and, you know, I just, I'm saying it's attack on, it's attack on black men, Why? and every feminist like, they use them, the terms they use, is different ignorance, oh man, got to wear dressing y'all, you don't get no, it's black male ego center shit, you don't get no attention unless you a homosexual, what about real the shit Boozy saying is not of that nature it's shit <coughs> excuse me the shit Boozy is saying is of the, why you gotta be all gay, why you got you going too far and people, you making it hard for people who trying to stay straight, little shit he said, like people, what do you mean? How you, how you making it hard? Who's trying to stay either straight or you ain't? Like, listen, we know when we hear it, that nigga thinks that man is attractive and everything he do sets his soul on fire and he just don't know what to do with it and that's why, because it's just it's just too focused on, that man is half your age, Nas is like 22 23, you are fucking old, why are you this is a kid, somebody could be your son, why are you laser focused on this man, it don't make no sense it's other gay people out here that you could be talking about bruh, so I know that shit when I see it um, I've been thinking that shit everything he says, he's just you know, this constant, it's a bad image and people trying to keep their sons you know, straight, and trying to stay straight, like, that's, that's, that's some repressed homosexual language, Every he's just too angry about it, he's too mad about it, this made the, the boy can't take a break, you could easily have ignored that, it was a joke, that would've been a great opportunity to show maybe you're not the asshole that everybody thinks you are, you could've just let it go, let it pass, it was a joke, but not, nah. you jump on Twitter calling him a faggot, and talking about he hope he killed himself, once again, not ignorant nigga shit, repress homosexual shit, cause who says that so that's all I'm saying um, so he's kicked off Twitter now, I doubt if he be let back cause like nigga, like, you you're doing too much, this boy ain't doing nothing but living life and minding his business and being great, and you just seem hurt about it, cause that's what them repress, when they see people seeing free, and being themselves and not being repressed and not being scared they get mad about it, because they too cowardly to do it too, so they think everybody should suffer like they do I know that shit when I see it. Alright, what's next? Okay, so, I want it so look, I watched Dune, and they owe me time. They owe me time, they owe me money. That shit was so fucking boring. If I, only reason I watched it to the end, first of all, I'm, I'm not gonna think peace the movie, and I'm not gonna get super deep on the movie, but I will say, that I always side eye these movies that take place in the future where they ain't nothing but white people, because let me tell you something, I don't know what catastrophe, calamity, uh, asteroid, media, Jesus returning, Trump is blowing, I don't know what it's gonna be, war against China, I don't know what it's gonna be that's gonna end our time on this earth, but it's gonna be something, and I'm telling you right now, that as in the past, so shall it be now, and so shall it be in the future, I guarantee you ain't no white people going to survive nothing that black people don't. Black people are thus we going to We going to pop up out the water regardless. Maybe not all of us, but if it's anybody going to make it, we going to make it because we are built for making it and these other people are not. So that's always my pet peeve. Ain't no movie in the future where there ain't no white people, ain't no black people impossible because we the ones that know, we survive we gonna, we know how to make it work regardless, it don't matter what it is we gonna figure it out so I already was like, oh this is some bullshit, but they got this, so I guess I don't really, I saw the original Dune, I was very very young, I remember when it came out I remember not knowing nothing about it, what the plot was, but I just remember, it was like, you know, this is back in the early 80s, when all the sci-fi and tech stuff was really coming out, and people was just thinking shit was cool, like, sci-fi shit was just cool, so I just watched it for that, like, alright, but I, I don't recall the movie having any plot, and I don't remember knowing what it was about, so I just was like, I don't even know what this shit is gonna be about, so, I, and I have no idea if this movie is the same as the last movie, or you know, if they changed anything, no idea but what I know is, they had this hollering ass, it was just this, this group of, of course, white women, who were witches, and the magic they used was like this rude, hollering ass voice, Where so they'd be like, come over here, and they make you, it was, it was like, what is going on, um, he's supposed to be the savior, it was just like, alright, whatever, I watched it, and it was boring as fuck, um, Jason Momoa did his part, though. It was the most interesting thing on it. He, he did his thing. But I was just, like, waiting for Zendaya. That's the only reason I was watching the movie, because I wanted to see Zendaya. This... Zendaya was in this movie for all of, like, ten minutes at the very end. When I tell you, I was... I'm reclaiming my time, I sat through that long, and then it was like two and a half hours, I sat through that long ass movie for ten minutes of Zendaya at the end, and she had like two whole scenes I was like, y'all motherfucking kidding me but I wasn't gonna give it, I would've turned that shit off but I wasn't giving it up, I was like, no I done sat through this shit, I'm gonna see me some Zendaya, I don't know what it's gonna be um, but I'm gonna watch it and she was in that shit for like seven hot minutes, and I was pissed there gonna be a part 2, there has to be, there has to be a part 2, cause part 1 ain't a goddamn thing going on, part 1 of Doom was like, if they had showed you, I don't know, like if Game of Thrones had 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 a a season where it was just them being in the dark, remember they always talk about the dark winter, where everybody stayed inside and didn't do nothing, let's say they just had a whole season of that, that was what Doom part 1 was, so part 2 probably gonna be all the action, but I'm like, man, y'all should have just started with part 2, cause you know, this part 2 better hit like Terminator 2, remember Terminator came out and then Terminator 2 came and that shit just hit like hit like gangbusters, this Doom part 2 better hit like that, because that first shit, i you know reclaiming my time um, but you know, it made a lot of money, so if y'all want to check it out, but I'm telling you that shit is boring, um, it was shot beautifully though, beautiful gowns, beautiful gowns, lovely gowns you know, all of that but God it was it was slow. It was slow and it was boring. And if it wasn't raining, I think it was raining the day I watched it. I would not have I would have turned that shit off and I don't know, found something else to do. Um which brings me to Halloween the movie. Now look. Michael Myers, we all know every Halloween, he's just he's just the quintessential him between him and Jason, but I think Michael Myers is probably more broadly known um. Then Jason, I never went on Halloween as Michael Myers. I always went as Jason because I just thought the hockey mask was easier. Um. But, and I've seen probably all of the Halloween. Only one I hadn't seen. Yes, I've seen all the Halloween movies. The only one I haven't seen is not not this one, but the one right before it was a like Halloween 2.0 or something. The Halloween right before this one that's the only one I haven't seen, I've seen all the rest and I've seen the original many many times um, this one like, dog I don't understand why nobody just don't shoot Michael Myers in the fucking head, they always trying to stab him up, they shooting him in the chest like man, this is like movie number 11 this nigga don't care about your bullets to the chest, he don't care about you. he don't care about none of that, the nigga gonna sit up and he gonna fuck like the Undertaker, and he gonna fucking kill you, why y'all not shooting him in the fucking head, I was just like man, another one, I said saying it was boring, but like, I dog, he, the way he was killing people was dumb, he killed this black, this black lady, listen, she, the ancestors were not pleased, because this black lady is in a, sis, you are a black lady in a horror movie, okay, you are in your home, the girl, the lady was by the goddamn door, Michael Myers, you know how Michael Myers walks slow, he don't run, he, she's gonna sit there, why he killing this, he's stabbing this man with knives, like he putting 20 knives in this bad man, he's killing this man for like 15 minutes, and she's just sitting there holding the phone, watching him in the kitchen, the door to freedom right there, right there she sits there, till finally he get tired of killing this man gets up to goes to kill her now she, ah! uh, now she's scared, now she wanna get up and move, now you now you ain't frozen, now you wanna, she gets to the door, the door don't look, the door, she at the door the locks on the door. She trying to like jiggle the handle to open, ma'am. It's locked. Turn the lock, move the chain, go out the door, live. No. Her ass is by the door screaming. Holding the phone. Holding the phone and by the goddamn the door wasn't barricaded. The door wasn't blocked. It was just a kitchen ass door. All she had to do was open that goddamn door. She's standing there screaming and watching Michael Myers slow walk his ass over to her to cut her throat and I was like you know what girl that's what you get that's what you get because sis you had a good half an hour to get out that kitchen all you had to do was open the you couldn't when he started walking over the, all you had to do was open the door all she had to do was turn around and pull that latch and turn the little knob and go out and this it, it just I couldn't I was like this movie I can't do it so she got stabbed up and she got killed and you know I look whatever that's, the, the, the finally, so they finally at the end, the whole town, like, decided to jump Michael Myers, trap him, and jump him, but again, they hitting him with chairs, they're hitting him with ta- they stabbing him up, they're tripping him, they're kicking him in the ankles, you know, they're stepping on his fingers, but ain't nobody shooting him, in the- and there's cops out there with guns, there ain't nobody shooting him in the fucking head, nobody's shooting this man in the fucking head, so of course, you know, as Michael Myers is wont to do, he sits up like the Undertaker again, and start fucking him up, he didn't killed, damn it, half the town, And I'm just like, oh my god, can y'all please shoot this man in the fucking head? So, he they don't... So, you know, the movie... It's just, it was like, oh my god. I thought, I didn't... Y'all hyped that Halloween movie up, and I was like, this shit is garbage. This shit is so terrible. This is the dumbest movie. I just can't do it with Michael Myers no more. Please no more. Laurie Strode is tired. Laurie Strode done killed this man been fighting this man since 1978, like, six, I think, six, I don't know when that movie came out, but, like, my whole lifetime, like, let this lady rest, you know, I, I, it just, it's enough, it's enough with the Michael Myers and the Halloween, Jamie Lee Curtis, just let her rest, let her rest, um, that movie was terrible, alright, so, Insecure is back, I love Issa Rae, but if y'all listen to the show, y'all know I'm not crazy about Insecure, because I just, I never wanted to be this relationship thing I don't understand, I know because of the shit that happened on Twitter so they kept Lawrence in the in the show even though he was only supposed to be on there one season they should have only been on there one season is that, I cannot stand him I've never liked him, I don't see y'all fascination with him, I don't think the character is handsome, I don't get it I think it's corny how he hides his white wife I mean, I get it, but like I just, I, I never seen it for him, and I'm, I hope I hope him and Condoleezza go raise that baby and and just leave East alone. I've always wanted because I'm a fan of Awkward Black Girl, I, I've always just wanted the show to be about Issa, and her come up, and how she got to be the Issa that we know, cause it's loosely based on her life, I just, I always wanted to see that, I wanted to see the relationship between, you know, her and Molly, and her friend, I, this is what I wanted to see, I didn't, never wanted to see, I never wanted it to be a show that revolves around relationships, which is what it turned into, cause y'all, listen, y'all straight, y'all love that shit, I do not. I just, it's boring to me, I mean, I don't, you know, not. I get it, but like, it's it, as a show concept, it's not interesting to me, so, I never wanted it to be that, and so I kind of felt, I watched it because I support Issa, I'm gonna be real with y'all, a lot of times, sorry, a lot of times I would just turn it on and have the shit on mute, just to have it on, but um, and I would just like catch up on the TL, or like, you know, y'all talk about it enough so I know what happened, um, but, you know, I think that's finally going to happen, I'm glad, in the last season, I was tired of Lawrence, I, every time he came back, I was just like, ugh, so, um, but what I really want to say is, so look, this is this is all I really want to say, so the Greek Firestorm got started because, you know, the AK, some of the, I'm not even going to say the AKs, because it really wasn't, it was a few, knucklehead AKs, got mad because they said, you know, first of all, let me tell you, um, Greek letter organizations, their, their letters are protected, they're trademarked, and all of that, that's why they make a big deal of being incorporated, those letters are protected, they're, um, you know, you can't just use them, you have to license them, etc. The colors, and the paraphernalia, are not, you can akas that is, they don't own pink and green, Delta Sigma Theta don't own red and white, Omega Psi Phi don't own yellow and purple, uh, Alphas don't own black and, and yellow, and Sigmas don't own blue and white, you know, those are their colors, and we know that that's associated with them, but they don't own that, so you, if you're, you know, you can reference, you can't, if you don't license it, and Kappa Alpha Psi don't own red and white, if you, you can license the letters, you can use them, but otherwise, no. it's no violation of anything for you to put on a pink and green, same way if you're watching a football movie, and they want to pretend like they're, you know, the Giants, they'll put on a blue jersey some gray pants, but it won't say Giants, it'll say Sharks, or something like that, because they haven't licensed the actual Giants name, but the Giants don't own blue and gray, those are colors, right? So, I didn't notice that they used any letters, and so I didn't get the firestorm, and it turns out they didn't use letters, so I was like, okay, well then it ain't no controversy, because you can't stop them from using pink and green um, but that's not even what I want to say because, well first I'll say this black Greek letter organizations were formed at historically black colleges and universities because, like everything else in black history, um, white people kept us out of their things, so we formed our own okay, and, all I want to say is this, I have a lot of Greeks in my family, I am not one, um, I'm one of the few, my cousin is not one, there's a few of us who are not, but most of, we have a lot of Greeks in our family, I'm not the first generation of my family to go to college, we have college graduates all up and down our family, and I just want to say that they're, you know, I, I really get tired of black people period, but it always seems to be a certain portion of black people, or I don't even know what the word is, but just a, uh, just these kind of black people that I'm about to talk about. Listen, black, we, black people are not a monolith, okay? And, this topic comes up a lot, be it the bonnet, controversy, just, just anytime something comes up that has to do with, like, what certain people associate with with whiteness, or things comes from whiteness, then we gotta hear about respectability, and I just want y'all to understand, that black people in this country African Americans in this country we have a strong history, and traditions that go back to our time, where they stole us on these shores, and yes, may they come from white traditions, yes, because, I mean, shit, they brought us here, we can't, we can't do what they do in Nigeria, because they stole, we don't, we didn't have no connection to that, so yes, we built them off of what the white people, but they were our own they were not done to try to keep up with white people and, you know, and honestly, like that's a new thing. Like I, I always say, I say frequently. I don't know if I don't know if integration was good or bad. I understand it had to happen because you, you know, listen. You're not going to tell me that I can't go in some place by law because that's unconstitutional. But I don't think that when Martin Luther King and all of them and Thurgood Marshall and all of them were marching for what they were marching for, I don't think they, if they, they knew that in 2021 we were would not have anything of, of our own and we would be out here just thinking white man's ice is colder and we got to be at the white people event. Like I don't really that that's what they were fighting for Uh, you know and so I kind of I kind of think that was not a good thing for black people because now we seem to think that anything that is not bottom feeder or just gut bucket or just out of dysfunction and poverty or whatever else, or we, you know, because if you don't want to go outside with your bonnet on, then you trying to be white, and if you pledge to these Greek organizations, and wear it, for you trying to be white? Like, I, they, it gets associated with whiteness, and I just want y'all to know that that is not true. Just because you haven't grown up with that tradition, maybe you're the first person to come here, you come from, I get that, but that's not every black person's experience, and that's not every black person's, uh, uh, history, nobody in my family's ever been on welfare, and I'm not saying that as like to shame, I'm just saying that like, that's an assumption that a lot of people they'll be like, oh well, you know your grandma, i no I don't know that, because we've not been on, we've, uh, from the time we came out of slavery, there's a whole town down in South Carolina, where my father and them are from, named for our family it's called, my dad's last name is Grant, it's called Grant town, because it was a place right after slavery when we were emancipated that the Union Army gave to the former slaves on whatever plantation they had been on at the time, I don't know say South Carolina had the most number of slaves in the country and they had the biggest plantation, and they granted them that land, and it's been grant land ever since there are people who never were slaves, they, they were free people in this country, my point in that is that there are all kinds of different traditions and a lot of you have, are, have a very limited experience and very limited knowledge and you went to these schools and you have decided that the way to be ultra, super black is to just reject everything that anybody tells you and decide that, you know, real blackness is this, real blackness is being, you know, acting like you ain't got no fucking home training and not wanting to pay into this tradition and why are you joining these black Greek organizations? Let me tell you something, Black Greek letter organizations were were mold were designed off of the military, World War One and, and and Civil War um, veterans and all of that stuff. They took the customs and courtesies from the military and brought it over to Greek life. And I recognize that the things with the letters, the things with the different colors, the, the stroud—that's all from military because we do those things. And I mean, we don't do step shows, but we do certain things in the military the the pledging that's supposed to be like boot camp right you pledge you or you own you know the, you 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 become forged into the new that's, that's taken from boot camp, the way they march, that's taken from boot camp, even the steps and the strolls, that's originally, I mean black people, we put our spice and our flavor on it, but that's originally from the formations and the marchings that you do in military, you do a lot of training, when you march you do your formations, you do your different drills they took that, so that's what they took and they put it on the black Greek letter organizations that's where it comes from black Greek letter organizations are not, they're different yes, they, they were Form because we couldn't get into the white ones, but they're different, they have a different place in African American culture, and a different place in African American history, it's not just about strolling, and pledging, and a lot of you seem to think that that's all it is, it's not, and that's what I mean by, you know, a lot of y'all sounds really ignorant, and really like, ignorant niggas, like, I hate to say it like that, but that's what a lot of y'all sound like sometimes, because, you don't, like, they, Black Rick letter, Martin Luther King was an alpha, okay, Coretta Scott King was an AKA, all these people that fought and died for these rights, these were, these were college led, uh, these were college educated people, these were preachers and lawyers, these people went to school, these people, a lot of these people were, so when y'all talk about, oh all you do is pledge and go, no, nigga. Civil rights movement. Sorry, my throat is cracking up, so that means we got to cut this short in a minute. Civil rights movement and all this shit. Those were all Black Greeks, and and all of those all of those um, organizations are founded on philo- philanthropy and community service. They are big on that. They are huge on that. They do so much in the community. They do have so many. um, um, organizations and foundations that they support, scholarships they support, it's a lifetime thing, it's not like the white people they join in college, it's a social thing they make connections in college, they say oh that's different, our traditions for black are different than that, cause I said, it comes off the military, the marine corps in particular, because marine corps, when once you are marine, you are always, excuse me you are always a marine, it is a lifetime thing they brought that into the Greek, or black letter Greek organizations are different than white, it's not just a college thing, you carry it through your life, you have the center When when we watched that trial on January 6th, the lawyer that read it was in blue, she's a Zeta, she was wearing her colors, um Maxine Waters is a and you'll see them and they wear their pink and green and be in their red on Founders Day, it is a long time thing, all of those women are involved in their community, their centers, they're representatives so what my point is, y'all sound very ignorant when y'all try to just make it like Greeks is about step shows and stepping, that's not what it is and that's not why people join, people join because they want to be a part of that tradition they want to be a part of that, when you join AKA, you belong to an organization that Coretta Scott King belonged to you belong to an organization that I don't know, Clara uh, uh, whoever, I'm sure, I, I can't think of like, I'm sure there's numerous famous AKAs and important AKAs that I just can't think of right now, but that's who you're joining, when you join Delta Sigma Theta you're joining the organization that Maxine Waters belongs to, that's what it's about, it's about tradition and it's about a, a legacy, okay, and y'all, I just, and like, y'all really sound like the girls that couldn't get in, or didn't get invited to the table, or didn't have the GPA, when y'all go, I'm not saying that you gotta wanna join, and I didn't join, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying, like, that's what y'all really sound, when y'all start this bullshit, why y'all letting somebody go in there and beat y'all up, and acting like y'all all that, and That's and that's not really what it is, that's, that's, the pledge thing, is, is, that's just how you get in, again, it's taken from the military, these people go on to be, Great lawyers and doctors and bankers—it's a tradition. That is what they are joining. When you are alpha, Martin Luther King was an alpha, when, and 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 um, you know, whoever I don't know the first. I know a lot of like politician. Um, 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 fucking what's um, damn, A. Philip Randolph was an alpha. Um, um, shit, Seventh Avenue, Adam C- Adam Clayton Powell was an alpha. Okay, you—that's that's why people join, and that's what it is. And they were very involved in civil rights. They're every, even now, when they, in the South, who do you think is 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 mobilizing for? Those are Black Greek letter organizations. That's what they do. Okay, these are the community people on the ground through the churches and all of this stuff. These are so like. Y'all just y'all 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 kill me because y'all have this like small, small, minuscule, limited view of what black people are, and anything outside of that is trying to be white or respectability. That's not true, okay? Not everybody came from dysfunction and poverty and scrape like not. That's not everybody's background, and you're not any more black than them, and they're not any more black than you, okay? Black people have elite stratified, and it's not nothing to do with white people, okay, we had that too, we had people after the Civil War that went, what happened, formed these colleges and people went to schools, they wanted to be educated because we were Africans, we were somebody before they brought us here, I know they tell y'all, and a lot of y'all believe that we were just slaves, and we don't have no history, and we was walking in the trees, but we were not, we were somebody, we were great people before we came here and that's why this country is what it is because of us because of what we bought because these motherfuckers that's why they had to bring us here because they were starving to death and didn't know how to do shit and that's why everything that is American culture is black culture that's why we were the first cowboys we showed them how to do rice we invented rock and roll and country and all this shit and showed them how to cook because we bought things with us from Africa we were not savages Okay, we had royalty, and elitism, and class, and dignity, and all of that shit, and they tried to strip it from us when we got here, and some of y'all it worked with, because some of y'all just think that that's all we are, and that's all we ever were, and if we not that, then you not really black, and you trying to be like white people and I just, I, I want y'all to know that y'all sound very, very ignorant when y'all say that, I'm not capping for Greeks cause yeah, they was true, and I mean they got clowned though, they got joked, even other Greeks was like, girl, well why can't yeah, if you, why- you wanna wear, everybody's like, girl, shut up if they used your letters, they licensed them, if they didn't, they didn't have to, like, and you really think HBO was gonna fuck up like that, I don't fucking think so, so, it wasn't no need to go in on it like that, cause even the other Greeks, and people was like, girl, y'all sound, please shut the fuck up, ain't nobody, girl, so, that's all I wanna say, because y'all, like, I hate that, it's all, it's all, it's always a thing where, you know, y'all trying to tear some shit down, cause you couldn't be, well, I, I don't do that, elitist shit, that's fine, that's fine, listen, whatever floats your boat, if you don't want to do a leadership that's fine, but I want you to understand that that shit is something that's from us that's not from the white folks our, our grandparents didn't even hang with them, that's y'all motherfuckers that think everything that white is right and the white man's ice is colder and, and think that y'all ain't made it unless y'all sitting up there with the white folks and the seat at the table and all that shit that's y'all, y'all the ones that tore y'all community down and now we don't have nothing and everything that we do is commodified because we don't have no shit of our own, didn't used to be like that, but y'all too good now, y'all can't, you know, you can't go to the, you know, you can't have it, you want to go sit in in, in Philippe's because if you say Philip Child, say come somebody, Philippe, I know it's Philippe, but I just don't feel like saying that all the time. Sometimes I just say Philippe Child, because it's the same shit. But anyway, y'all wanna go sit there or y'all ain't dining. So, you know, whatever. But that's all I wanna say about that. Like, I just I just want y'all to understand that black history is very is very um varied and very different, and it's not what you think it is, and it's not this low down, no class no dignity, um, ghetto fucking bullshit, that y'all are always trying to make it, in anything outside of that, is, if somebody don't want to come outside and they bonnet and looking like a fucking they just escaped off a fucking uh, sweet home, then they trying to impress white people, like yeah, I, I, y'all, y'all brain is in like a cup, it's in like a thimble and I want you to take it out, blackness is more than that and, and and we have our fucking upper echelons just like everybody else. And we had them in Africa too, so, you know, I don't know what to tell you. But, um, I just wanted to say that, because I just feel like that's very, I, every time, it's very disrespectful. All y'all do is march around, no, all y'all do is, is fucking tweet. They motherfuckers are very involved in the community. They're very involved in community service. They're very involved in government and everything else. And and they have some of the greatest Americans among their ranks. So I don't really know what you're talking about with that. Okay. Um. I just never joined because the the school that I went to, the AKA is for corny and and ugly and the deltas wasn't much better and I just didn't want, I was like I, you know, maybe I'll do grad chapter, but I, y'all niggas I can't, I can't, I can't be with I can't, we ain't gonna be sore roars with y'all ugly motherfuckers, I just couldn't do it that was just me personally, maybe if I went to another school, my my best friend went to Penn State, she's an AKA you know, people went other places and they pledged, but I just, at my school, I wasn't doing it, I was like, y'all niggas not fitting to pledge me, number one, and, and I just don't want to be in solidarity with y'all, y'all corny so, yeah, um, alright, so, what, lastly, cause, um, sorry, I'm, 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 I feel the coughing fit coming on, so I'm about to, I gotta cut this short, um, oh, I wanted to say, I've been watching BM, I finally watched BMF on Stars or Epics, whichever one it's on, and I, you know, I like it. I will say it's I was pleasantly surprised I thought it was gonna be some garbage because everybody just saying it was great was the same ones who keep saying power knocking the enemy is injustice and I just couldn't trust the taste but no it's decent I like it the acting is decent it's good um it's not snowfall or nothing like that but it's it's not power so you know I like it it keeps my attention I watch it three and four at a time I'm actually caught up now so you know I, I should I I, for some reason, I thought the show was in its second season, I didn't know it was brand new, because if I knew that, I would have waited, because I I don't like this one season at a time thing, but, um, one uh, episode at a time thing, but anyway, good show, I really like it, um, Queens on ABC, now, I don't watch it live, because it comes on too late, I watch it on Hulu, but I really like it, um, you know, look, it's got a gay storyline, which I appreciate, and I think it's cool, lesbian storyline, I just, man, it's always, every time, and and it's on ABC, so I guess that's to be expected, it's not like on Netflix, but I just would love for y'all to have, like, a dyke dyke on TV, I'm just tired of these stems, and girly looking girls, and oh, we're too thin. like, I know that happens, but like, huh, um, but no, I like it, it's funny, it's got jokes, Eve, listen, Eve is one of the illest rappers alive, I don't know why people don't know that, I don't know why people try to front on Eve, the pit bull in the skirt, but Shorty still, to this day raps like her life depends on it, enunciation perfect, flow flawless, lyrics immaculate, even with being a a fake rapper on on the show, amazing um, I think it's funny, sorry I think it's funny the only um the only complaint I have is the Puerto Rican girl now they could have did an open audition in the Bronx and found a Puerto Rican or Dominican girl that could have did better than that she's just they supposed to be from the East Coast. They supposed to be rappers. They supposed to be you know early, late '90s early girl rappers, and she is not. I mean, shit, she is not. She not even giving J Lo like she is not giving Puerto Rican rapper from the Bronx or anywhere at all. It's given somebody said go get a Latina girl, and that's who they grab. Like it's just not given um, at all they could have got Angie Martinez. you know what I'm saying like it's, it's, like I told y'all before Latinos from the east coast are different from the northeast are different, different vibe, different different swag, and it ain't it ain't that and they all can rap, that's all I'm saying, like, um but yeah, it's a good show um, I like it, it's that and um, the one of the years I watch on Hulu, nice black show, go support it because we can't keep complaining about we don't get no black shows, when they come on, you don't watch it, good show, finally, Curb Your Enthusiasm is back, and all I want to say about Curb Your Enthusiasm, I noticed this last night when I was watching it, and I was like, you know what, Curb Your Enthusiasm is a very um, diverse show, and I don't think they get the credit for it that they should, like, nobody, when you nobody mentions that, that it's very diverse, and it's, I think it's and it's it's you can tell it's intentional. Like they on that show are like we are going to make this. We're not going to have just a white show. We're going to make this very diverse. But you don't really notice it right away because it's so good the way they do it. It's not it's not like friends where they just push a black person in and you're like oh it's not like that they do it in everyday things so you don't really notice Larry goes to the Mexican restaurant and there's Mexicans in the restaurant J.B. Smooth, which we know stays at his house but he has a girlfriend now they go to his house and there's black people at that house you know prior seasons with the Vivica Fox and her family. you know they go to the golf course and one of the guys it's, it's, it looks like real life the things that people really want when they're like, "Hey, how you got a whole show in, in New York with and it's no black people," and I noticed that I was like, "You know what? The, this show doesn't get the credit it deserves because it's very diverse and it's intentional, but it's it's good. They do it so like you don't notice because it's like, yeah, when you go to like Larry, like they'll have a funeral." and it'll be a lot of white people there, because of course Larry's white, but then it'll be like, oh and this is my friend, you know, J.B. and he'll have his family there, and then this guy over here will be the Mexican waiter, like it's natural, like this one this week, he was in therapy, he had the lesbian girl, it just looked like life and so you don't notice it, because you're like, oh, this is how it should look, but then I was like, wait a minute, this is, like, diverse, he got a lesbian here, it's a black guy over here, this is, like, an Asian girl, and not in, like, you know, like, some speaking roles, like, not just in the background, you know, funny, having jokes, too, you know, if you watch Kirby 3, you know how Larry rolls, but I just I just wanted to say that, I think that this is the last season of it, and I just think that they don't get enough credit for how, div- how well how well they do diversity on that show, they don't make a big deal of it, it's not a big show, but if you watch, you'll notice, like all through every season, they all, they do all, you'll notice like, yo, this is, this is diverse, this is, this is how, you would expect like, a guy who has this life, these are the people you would expect to see, and it's just really interesting, I just think it's cool, I think it's cool, and I appreciate it, and I don't think they get enough credit for it, because I don't think people. I think people think it's a white show, but when you watch, it's like no, it's it's not though. It's not a white show. Like they have all kind of different people on the show that 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 participate in the funny. You know what I mean? So yeah. Um. So shout out to curb your enthusiasm. All right, y'all. So it's very late. It's almost my bedtime. I have not eaten yet, but I'm gonna try little something, something, some popcorn, or something, but I wanted to give y'all a show, so here it is, um, and, you know, I'm about to, my throat is really starting to clench up now, so, um, I'ma just thank y'all for listening, thanks for asking, like me, rate me, tell a friend, and, um, you know, God bless, good night, see y'all next week.